Hello and welcome to the Fintech Australia podcast, Finney Special, presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in Fintech executive search. With the help of the Victorian government, Focus and BPay, we're bringing you Australia's largest and most prestigious Fintech awards yet. We want you to tune in and pick the winners. And this year, you can join in virtually, in person, or host your own office party. So wherever you are, let's come together and recognize the amazing people Aussie Fintech is renowned for. Go to thefinnies.org.au. I'm joined by Fred Shabesta, founder of Finder, to talk about his nomination for Outstanding Fintech Leader of the Year, sponsored by Vogus. Fred, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it a lot. Fred, a lot of people might be wondering when Finder became a fintech. Could you share with our listeners a little bit more about what Finder do and how you're evolving, particularly around um, things like CDR? Yeah, you know, Finder's um, traditionally been, I guess, a bit of a publisher of financial information. Um, And I think where we're kind of going, what we're trying to do is become more of a product and technology company. We, we, um, obviously, there's, you know, 3 million Australians a month go to Finder to compare things. It's 10 million worldwide. It's, you know, it's it's obviously got got a few people looking at it. and you know, and they're comparing and they're saving money, which is a good good business. And I think where we're at now is we, we just launched the Finder app, which um, you know helps people aggregate their accounts and it gives people a free credit score and tells them the chance of getting approved for a loan. And we're really delving down this path of starting to become more of a fintech. And um, you know, I think I think we have some pretty pretty keen insights, mainly because we've been using a lot of products. Uh, we write about a lot of products. We know what sort of people ask about and what what features they're interested in. And I guess it, it's a it's a transition, right, of moving more towards technology. And um, our UK business is very exposed to a lot of the new technologies, and they've been trialing and testing out new technologies in their market. And 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 now we're we're really um, looking to expand that around the world. What do you see as the opportunities kind of moving forward for a business like Finder with the CDO on open banking? And, and what um, kind of ideas have you got around innovation, around new products and that, that customers could benefit from? I think um, the opportunities is going to be a Cambrian explosion of products for, for customers to use. I think what's important to give context on, yes, I think the banks have been very, in Australia at least, um, have been quite open and, and they've been comparing and doing these things for quite some time. It's actually where CDR goes in Australia. That's interesting. You know, it's going next to energy. One of our uh, directors sits on the energy board um, that's bringing open energy to Australia and it's telco. And then I think insurance after that, you know, I think some of those other industries, particularly insurance has not been very favorable towards comparison and sort of has made it quite difficult to compare policies in Australia. Um, and and that, that's a really great opportunity for the customer to save a lot of money and find better deals. Um, I, I agree to, to a large extent if you were to look relative to the other um, organizations that exist and, and particularly because there's a, a 
pretty strong oligopoly in Australia around insurance. There's just two major insurers and they have 80% of the market and they do a great job of defending that. I would agree to a large degree about the, the position of where it's at. I do think but the, these technologies, what they'll do as well is enable a lot more smoothing. So it's quite bumpy. It's, you know, the convenience factor, um, the user experience is still pretty rough. It's non-existent to a large degree. And now I think, you know, is when, when potentially things can change. Fred, I'd like to take you back to the beginning of Finder if we could. I mean, what you and the founders have, have achieved with the business is nothing short of phenomenal. And it'd be really cool just to understand you know, how you got started with the business and some of the challenges that you faced. Yeah, it was interesting, right? Um, we, 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 we began with, a, with an idea just to just do experiment with the internet, actually. You know, put up some websites and see what would happen and find some business models. And, you know, we started, I remember we, we, we were running a digital marketing agency building websites and then you know we thought hey could we do this for ourselves and and so we built the sudoku side and the mother's day present side and the focus side the sports betting side and one of them was credit card finder and the idea was with each of those because we did a lot of seo we just wanted to rank really highly in google so we thought hey you know, maybe we could rank number one in google for credit card and so you know i remember exporting the, the google keyword tool and got the top 100 keywords. The sixth one, I think, was, you know, credit card finder. So we, and that was available as a domain name. So that's what we registered. And that's how the name came about, which is, you know, it's kind of fascinating. You know, so, you know, those beginnings of understanding how to build websites and how to market and, and, and what's valuable on the internet, I think that taught us a lot. Escalating that and taking that to our own site, we learned, we learned a lot from that. And then, yeah, we thought this business model was good and it kept going and we're like, wow, this is, we should expand it. So we took it to mortgages and personal loans and, you know, we just continuously expanded more. And then as we were going along, we thought, hey, what about a challenge? We'll go overseas. And that's a, that's been a massive challenge. So we went to the US 2016 and we had to reorganize to become more of a global company. And that, that's, that's a lot of learnings in that. One of the challenges I've had is also my role changing throughout that, you know, who I was and what I did, and um, and that I've personally found that very challenging as well. How big is Finder now in terms of people, Fred? I think there's about 300 crew in Finder now. So as CEO, it's a very different business that you're managing today than the business that you started with, Fred. And dare I say, it's probably a different business today than it was when you were 100 people. How do you find growing with the business and kind of evolving as the business scales? Is that something you've uh, been able to grasp? Yeah, I think managing that scale and the process and almost every two years, you have to like basically bankrupt the existing system and open up a new one. Um, and it's, it's like you'd be growing up as a kid. Remember you used to grow up and then your shoes would become too small or your, shoes, your clothes would be too small and you need to, need to find a bigger size and eventually, you know, evens out. That's how I, I, I sort of feel, I think. You know, we're kind of, I still feel it's kind of still day one to a large degree. We're still growing and trying things and enterprising. So there's kind of an interesting existing business that's, that's rolling on. And there's another one that's sort of emerging as well at the same time or several. And so you kind of got both sets of clothes being used. <laughs> 
So how do you manage that, Fred? Because if you follow the kind of conventional wisdom of startup land in Silicon Valley, VC will always tell you to focus on the one thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to do that naturally, just, you know, tends to, to be my way. But, um, you, yeah, you also need to train the discipline to focus. And that's another one that, yeah, you're right, doesn't come naturally. I think creativity comes quite naturally, but discipline doesn't. And um, I think everyone's creative. I think the the beginning it, it needs that focus. You got you got to focus, and you got to get the core up and running. But I think once the core is, and that's really where you know, I sort of stepped out of that core operation because I, you know, I realize I'm not I'm probably not the best manager. But so nat- naturally, I just don't enjoy that as much. But um, I'm much much better leader and I'm a creator. In, in and of itself, and and that's that's a self reflection thing, right? That's a, a moment where I had to discover who I was and what I was in that business. I, I think you know to your question, but you know how do you handle that? I think it's never easy, right? That 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 balance between doing the new thing, expanding what you're doing, and also focusing and, and optimizing what you're up to. I think Reed Hoffman in, in the US has this sort of rough rule of about 70% on the core, 20% expansion, and 10% on venture. And I think that's a that's a okay rule. That has to depend on where the business is at and what stage of evolution. So I don't think it's I think it's kind of like in it's a phase approach. You know, if you're plateauing and leveling out in some dimension, then you need to change. If you're if the core business is not quite actually functioning and operating, you need to go and optimize. If it's, you know, your competitors are doing just as much, if not more, then, you know, you might have to look at some more venture bets. And, and I think that's, that just depends on reading the situation. I don't think it's a hard and fast rule. You mentioned before, Fred, some of the difficulties and challenges of assessing yourself as CEO and really apply in that kind of critical lens over your own capabilities and having to improve. But I'm curious, how do you apply that to people who are coming into the business when you look to hire? I really look at things like proactivity, particularly that drive, you know, that innate drive. I don't know how exactly, it's just people who have high energy and they want to get stuff done and they're a little bit, little bit productively paranoid and a little bit anxious. I think it's good to be a bit paranoid and a bit, bit anxious, but not destructively. And that's the first thing you look for. I think the second thing is, I guess, a persistence, like a, an unwavering persistence to get stuff, get around obstacles and deal with them and adapt. I think, we as a company, and, and every company is different, right? So every company probably looks for different things. But this is, this is the kind of things I think we look for. Um, you know, for us, adaption is really important, right? We're always changing. There's always movement. There's always stuff happening. Um, but the, I think we need people to be comfortable with that uncomfortableness a lot more than other companies. And that cultural acceptance of things just not being perfect or not being finalized and done, they'll always be in beta. Like I even see myself as in constant beta, right? 
<laughs> I'm a constant work in progress. That's, that's what we need. So we look for those kind of qualities as well. The last thing is, a, is an aspiration to greatness. I think if you want to be great and you want to aspire to something bigger than yourself, then that's the kind of people that we want to be and we, we attract those people that, that have a belief in themselves. Uh, and and, and are, are committed to constant personal growth and adaption because the company's going to grow. And because the company's going to grow, it's going to force you to have to grow as well. Um, and that's a great environment to be in, right? That's, that's where you tend to do your best, best work. We talked about culture, Fred, and it's probably one of the most difficult things to maintain, particularly as the, the company scales. You're now global. You've got over 300 staff. What are the tips that you could share on how to maintain the original essence of the culture as a business goes from startup to scale up? I think culture is one of those um, really hard. It's a constant tendering of what are the what's the environment that you're in, what's the what's the behaviors that you accept, um, because that's a standard that's created. We do reinforce our values a lot. They're not just like you know. Just little things that stick on the wall. Find the values that spoke to value all the time. They're, they're used in our lexicon. People write them every day. They're, they're actually naming sort of things. They're, they're used as in, in everyday ways. And so those values tend to come out, which is very handy um, and also helps people understand what do we value at the company. And then that kind of guides their behaviors. Um, no one's watching. Find is the kind of place where you're going to be around very intelligent, driven, high-performing individuals. And you, know, you want to be around those kinds of people as they make you step up. Um, it's about a company with a lot of aspiration and ambition. And if you have that for yourself, then you'll be in, you know, in a good environment and you'll enjoy that. Yeah, there's a humbleness to find out as well, that we know where we've come from and that where we, where we started and that admiration for that. But then of real acceptance to grow past and evolve. That's there's a hunger inside it right now. A real passion that wants to wants to be more than what it is. And finally, Fred, what does the future hold for Finder? Well, you know, I think we'll continue to help people make better financial decisions and, you know, get a better deal and what they're trying to do. And I think right now a lot of people need to save money. Um, they want to save money and so, you know, we've sort of Try and servicing that demand and trying to adapt to what are the new things that people want to compare right now. And there's a lot of changes happening, right? A lot, of, particularly in um, lending. You know, banks are having a tough time because credit scores in the past used to be a great indicator. Um, and maybe now they need to be, you know, they, they may not necessarily, well, in certain countries, particularly, they may be a terrible indicator because things have dramatically changed. Um, and, and, and so I think just, it's, it's just kind of, it's just a proper fruitful ground right now for immense amounts of change and new products and technologies. And so I'm very excited. I think I can provide a great role in that in terms of helping people navigate those, those situations and finding how they can save some money throughout. And you've already started that journey, Fred, with the Finder wrap. Could you tell us a little bit more about the app and where people can find out um, more about it? Well, you know, we, we, we launched the Finder app in Australia in, uh, in March, so right in the middle of COVID, which has been pretty intense. Um, and a lot of people are, are, are 
they're using it, but you know, we'd always love to get feedback on how we can improve it. And you know, from a fintech perspective, it's we're, we're relatively new here on the block in terms of how we do things, and that's new for us. And, and we're we're trying to, in the most humble but excited way, we'd love to receive any feedback we can. Fred, thanks for joining us today, and best of luck in emerging fintech leader of the year. Sponsored by Bogus. And if you want to join in the celebrations on the night, head over to thefinnies.org.au.